Hi folks, Brad Heineck, physical therapist. Hi, I'm Chris, the pharmacist. And today we're gonna to talk about allergies, seasonal allergies, how to treat them, understand them, and become the best uh, self-treatment person that you can be, if you will. Yeah. Uh, it's, now, Chris and I talked about this. I'm a therapist, I don't deal with allergies a lot. You deal with allergy and people a lot. Yeah. And you do a lot of education with people across the counter, is that correct? Absolutely. It's uh, like this time of the year for spring. Spring and fall are the two big signs you get for seasonal allergies. It, it is, and for me right now, it's pretty crazy with people coming in and just watery eyes, sneezing, runny nose. Just So if you've got these symptoms, hang on. We're going to talk about them in detail. He'll fill you in on what to do. All right. So seasonal allergies, Brad, what do we do? So what seasons are they? Well, spring and fall are the most common times for right. allergies, although people can have year-round allergies. So, I mean, sometimes it can be pets, it can be dust, mm. it can be mold. So things that are present in your house. I see. So, I mean, so uh, for allergies, uh, it's all about prevention. So let's, we'll just kind of take it a little step at a time. So if it's dust, maybe switching to hardwood floors in the house, ripping up the carpeting. Mm. It's an expensive alternative, but it works. Otherwise, just maybe vacuuming, dusting regularly yep. to keep those dust down, using a good furnace filter. So it's a non-drug thing, but it really works well. HEPA so, filters. I don't know if I should ask this now, if you were going to cover it, but I'm curious whether it's a dust or the pollen, it gets in your nose and your body reacts to it by yeah, I mean, producing snot? Yeah, all these, <laughs> pretty much, I, you know, it's, 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 it's that simple. So the allergens that are around, they're little proteins and chunks of whatever that, that your body's immune system does not like. Okay. And it stimulates those cells. And actually, believe it or not, the runny nose, although it's annoying as all get out, is actually a protective sequence for a body trying to cover it up so those allergens don't get in. Oh. So that's why our bodies produce all this phlegm. So what do we do? Well, and, and this all happens in the sinuses, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And the, you know, the, si the eyes will water, and the nose will run, and and that's that's pretty much. Right it. In but here. I mean, you can also get rashes, like a contact dermatitis. Oh, so sure. We'll kind of break some of that down with it, but you know, so basically, we always typically start with the oral medications because it's easier. And there's really there's there's five basic drugs that we're going to talk about. So there's Claritin or Loratadine. Zyrtec or cetirizine, okay. Allegra or fexofenadine, uh, and then Zizol, which is levocetirizine. So those are the four non-sedating. So the first thing you mentioned was kind of the brand name and the brand name, and then the generic name. Okay. So and yeah, in all cases, I'll tell you what, guys. These are all across the counter. All over the counter drugs. If you can buy the generic at any store you go in, it's just cheaper. It's all the same stuff. Uh, and the last one I didn't mention was Benadryl, and that's actually a Generation One antihistamine. That's the ones that make us sleepy. So we'll kind of talk about that one last. Okay. Um, but really, realistically, most people are going to come across and say, "Brad, how you doing? Oh man, I am. My nose is running. My eyes are watery. I'm I'm feeling horrible. I can't breathe. I'm sneezing to death. What do I do? Well, Brad, let's. Have you tried anything? Well, no. I just feel like garbage. Well, I'd say, have you ever tried taking an antihistamine? No. Um, so you're saying these are conversations yeah, these you'll are just have conversations with a customer. I would have, and so basically at that point I'd say, well, I'll tell you what, I, you know, I've got these medications that are all oral. They're very easy, once a day use. They're all classified as non-sedating, but there's varying nuances between these mm -hmm. four drugs. Um, my primary recommendation for most people is loratadine or Claritin, um, okay. and, and then my second one is Zyrtec or Cetirizine. Um, and to me, these are interchangeable pieces of the puzzle. But it really comes down to personal preference and what works well for you. Okay. So if you don't feel one's working, try the other one. 
See if it does a better job for you. I mean, you're different than me. Our genetics are different. Our DNA sure. is different. So one substance might work a little bit better for you. So those two you mentioned are two that you have a lot of success those are, with? Yeah, a lot of success. Those are my two primary recommendations. Um, but there's nothing wrong with Allegra or Fexafenidine, and there's nothing wrong with Zyazol or Levocetirazine. Zyazol is kind of unique. It's one of the newer ones, newest ones that's over the counter on the market. Um, it's the same thing as Zyrtec or Cetirazine. It's just left-handed. So it's a little bit more specific. The thought was, as these medicinal chemists found out, that the active component of cetirazine is levocetirazine. This gets a little eggheady, but yeah. the reality mm -hmm. of it is, is there's a, a receptor, an antihistamine receptor, and it's just like a puzzle piece. And so we take these drugs, and it blocks the receptor, and that's why they work to help to calm down your symptoms. Sure. They're not allowing that histamine to help. Histamine is part of the immune response, sure. and that's what makes all the, the phlegm and everything else right, that creates right. the symptoms, watery eyes, itchy nose, runny, and we're doing yep. all these kind of things. Um, so the drugs themselves all work the same way. They hit the H1 receptor. They block it so that these allergens can't attach and then stimulate that histamine response. So they're talking about all those runny nosey yeah. stuff. Yeah, so the yep. drug basically runs interference. So yep. whether you choose Claritin, whether you choose Zyrtec, whether you choose Allegra, or whether you choose Zizol. So those four drugs are all classified as non-sedating. I will point out, though, and we should be careful, um, the Zizol and the Zyrtec or the Cetirazine and Levocetirazine do have a slight chance of sedation. So a couple of things, because I, I like those for a lot of people. Um, I just recommend taking them at bedtime mm -hmm. so that if they do make you tired, a oh. lot of them it tends to be in the first three or four hours of taking a dose. So if you take it at bedtime, you can sleep mm -hmm. through that side effect, and oftentimes that takes care of business. Personally, for me, if I take Zyrtec or Zizol, I've tried them both, uh, I'm tired all day long to the point okay. where I actually can't even drive well. Oh. Even though they're classified as non-sedating antihistamines. So it's about 11% of people do get a little tired from those two in particular. Sure. But they can get tired from Claritin or Loratadine and also Fexofenadine or Allegra. So it's not 100%, but for the most part, they classify them across the board with the FDA as non-sedating antihistamines. Sure. But they still have that small potential side effect. Um, other thing that we want to watch out for is if we have either liver, liver trouble or kidney trouble. So if, if you know that you have liver failure or mm -hmm. kidney failure, um, you would have to be dosed appropriately. So sometimes it's taking it every other day. You would want to work exclusively with your doctor and okay. your pharmacist team to make sure that we're giving you the safe and appropriate dose. Sure. But for the most part, you know, if you come in, you got the runny nose, I'm gonna, you, you'll get, and people are like, oh, when am I going to feel better? And that's, I think, that's what everybody wants to know. Right. Um, you know, specifically, the medications will all begin to work in either up to an hour or even a couple hours, but it's not going to be perfect. It's going to require repeated dosing, particularly with with seasonal allergies. All, all these you take once per day? Once per day. They're okay. all 24-hour doses, which is highly advantageous and convenient. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, you just pick a time of the day and you stick with it and you take them. So, like I said, the only two that I tell you to take at bedtime typically are going to be the okay. uh, Zyrtec or the Zizol. But um, with key to stopping seasonal allergy, it's kind of a preemptive strike. You mm -hmm. actually want to take it before the allergy seasons occur. So, spring allergies, which is right now where you know, late April, almost May, but usually, at least in the Wisconsin and Minnesota area, you probably want to start taking your antihistamine on a daily basis, probably about late February or early March before the pollen starts sure. to come out. If you can take that one to two weeks before all that starts to happen, uh, we're going to actually help to diminish those symptoms and then hopefully help you to have a really smooth allergy season. Sure. And then sure. it usually lasts to about the first or second week in June, mm -hmm. and then you can basically just quit taking it. 
Sure. And then some people, unfortunately, have fall allergies. So that so we would tell you to so that's like when the tree pollens. You know, when there are all that st- and tree, there's molds on and things of that nature that come yeah, I'm not a ragweed. So these are things kind of in, the, in the, at least the Midwest, and I, I'm sure worldwide there's going to be certain plant, you know, pollens and proteins that are floating around. Um, but fall allergies, um, usually about the end of July, early August, you want to begin taking your antihistamine regimen again and take that up to about your first hard frost. So uh-huh. that's. September, October, depending upon you were living right. in Northern Hemisphere. Right. So it just kind of depends. For the people down under that. We flip it. They we flip, all know. We flip the calendar. <laughs> you have to so it'd be <laughs> just, yeah. figure it out. Yeah, yep. exactly. Well, well yeah, we, we got, got some got... people from Australia. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. So for sure. And New Zealand. Um, so, yeah. So you just flip your calendar at that point. So it doesn't really matter which jug we choose. It kind of comes down to which one works best for you. Okay. But let's say we've had you on this for two weeks. You come back and you go, know, Chris, this stuff isn't working. Well, uh, what do we do next? Well, there's a lot of different things that we can do. Um, so basically, um, I don't. You, the, the studies don't show that switching from Claritin to Zyrtec necessarily changes the world that immensely. Okay. But sometimes a simple switch will solve the problem. Sure. So that's one aspect that we can try. Well, you want to try this for a week and see what happens? Yep. That doesn't fix it. Then we have steroid nasal sprays. So the two most common ones, Flonase and Nasacort, uh, are the two that we have uh, that are available quite readily in any pharmacy. And they're over-the-counter, Those too. Those are over-the-counter. They were full prescription, same prescription strength, same with the antihistamines. Okay. They all went from prescription status to over-the-counter status. Just recently? Uh, no, they've been for years, okay. frankly. So Zyzol was the most recent one about two or three years ago. Okay. Um, that said, so everything is full prescription strength. So sometimes adding a nasal spray to the, the gambit, uh, and oftentimes, and I like Flonase better than anything else. It uses a steroid called fluticasone. So it's not an antihistamine, <laughs> okay. but it, but it's it's very complete. It's very potent, and it, it works against basically all the types of allergens that bother you, whether it's dust mites, you know, pet dander, pollen. So I mean, you. you so name you're it. saying the for that you initial one of all those options you. Quit taking those. Nope, nope. You're going to take it on top of that. So we're going to start layering things. Oh, okay. So we're not going to necessarily quit because usually you're going to see synergy. So if your allergy symptoms are so bad that the aforementioned four tablets didn't work, and we're going to go, we're going to circle back to Benadryl towards the end. Um, basically, with those tablets, then we would add the nasal spray Flonase okay. or, or, or basically Nasacort. Either one of those nasal steroids work very, very well. They work locally in the sinus passage to stop the watery eyes and the runny nose. Yep. So basically, the key is, is just you spray it each in your nostril, and mm-hmm. you do two sprays once a day. Some people do a spray in the morning and a spray in the evening, or you can do spray, spray, wait a minute, and then spray, spray again. Sure. I will point out that with nasal sprays, a lot of times the big misconception people like to do, they spray and they sniff super hard. They go, goes into your lungs. It does you no good down here. Yeah. We need to keep it right here. So you want to let the spray Uh, do its job. Sure. So, and if you can, technique-wise, we always tell people to use the right hand to spray your left nostril. Oh. And we use your left hand to spray your right nostril. We want to, it naturally points, if you can see how my hand is. Yep. Um, when you spray it, it's got that slight angle. It's oh. probably about, I don't know, we'll call this about 60 degrees. But it's going to point it into the, sure. so I don't know if you can see it, but this is, it'll point it into your, an, into it'll your eyeball. this way, well, yeah, towards your eyeball, really. Right, yeah, that makes if sense. If you aim for the outside corner of your eyeball, that's going to actually naturally do it. So let's say you're really right-hand dominant. Yep. So let's say you have to use, or, or left-hand dominant, doesn't matter. We don't want to offend our lefties out there, <laughs> but you know, we want to aim for about the back corner, of your, the outside corner of your eyeball. It gets into where it's yeah, supposed to. Yeah, it's going to get the angle there. And then when you spray, just let it let the spray do its job. When you actually spray it, 
you'll see the spray actually shoots about this far. So it's a very fine mist. It's it's atomized. So sure. it just and as as you normally breathe, it will get into your sinus passages are up here and through here. Sure. So it'll get in there, and what it does, it it adheres to the sinus passages, and it reduces inflammation. So it's kind of like a topical aspirin, really, in a lot of ways. Okay. It just it helps to shrink down the the irritated sinus passages to stop the production of phlegm. Okay. So it's not an antihistamine, but the antihistamine is still doing its job, and then we're adding this layer to that sure. to help to enhance symptom relief. Right. So hopefully in a couple of days worth of using nasal sprays, and we should tell you it's about five days of regular use before it really kicks in. I mean, you'll get some relief day one, yep. but it'll keep getting better more, the more consistently you use it. Sure. Um, and I will tell you, uh, like this time of the year, I, I take myself Claritin and I take Flonase. I <laughs> use them both. So, and usually I can get away, I'll take my Claritin and then I take Flonase just once a day. I don't even need the two sprays because I've been taking it consistently. But when it's really irritated, I would tell you go to the maximum dose of two sprays in each nostril daily. But some people find splitting it works better for them. Or if things are maintained and you're comfortable, go down to one spray. If you can get away with less, less is always more in my opinion. Right. So would you say... The majority of people have success with the first one, yeah. of, one of the first yeah, four. Yeah, if we go with the oral drugs are usually that first line of defense. Yeah. And so if those work, but then we add the nasal sprays. But sometimes even that's not enough. We have people, uh, you know, I, I know just like my old pharmacy used to be right off the river. Right. A lot of people come in on their Harleys, they're out riding, and they're just miserable. <laughs> and their eyes are wide. Like, I can hardly see while I'm driving sure. this kind of thing, which is a safety factor. Right. Um, so it might actually consider recommending an allergy eye drop too, oh. even to add that to the fray. Because in theory, you know, your sinuses are right behind, you know, right behind your eyes. Yep. And so it can press on that and uh. then you're getting fluid and tears because it's trying to wash away all those allergens. Sure. And so really the eye drop, and so the two that I like really well, olopatine or patinol or pat-a-day, it's the same substance. One's a twice-a-day formula, one's a once-a-day formula. Pat? Pat-a-day or patinol. So if they look on the count on the shelf? Yep. Yeah, or just go see your pharmacist. Those are they're, pro- they're the most expensive, but they're probably the best. Okay. Um, the other one that I like real well, and the one I use myself is uh, that I've just had good success with is ketotiffin or Zatitor. Um, so it's a 12-hour drop, so you use it twice a day. Okay. The, the patent, the patent all is twice a day, but the pat a day is once a day. So if you're in a hurry on a road trip, maybe that once a day drop is you know more convenient for sure. you. Sure. So there's options. Talk to your pharmacist. They'll definitely find the best thing for you. Right. Um, but what they are um, are basically antihistamines for the eye, and they act locally. So they're very well tolerated, very minimal side effects, okay. and give you relief oftentimes in about 20 or 30 minutes of getting that in your eye. Oh, sure. So if you're comfortable putting an eye drop in, and usually the best way to do an eye drop, you just pull the eyelid down, conjunctival sac. I like to rest my hand on my forehead because yeah. I'm unsteady. Gently squeeze, you get the drop right in there, close gently, and if you can, pinch right here for about one minute or so, and that allows the fluid from the medicine to mix with the fluid from your eye. Why do you got to put your finger there? Yeah, that's where your tear duct is. And so that's so the, that's the drain in your eye. Your... Yeah, so if you just pinch right here in the corner of your nose, ah. that's closing off the tear. Just gently. Don't yeah. press hard, but <laughs> okay. just gently. Yep. And then just in about a minute or so, you just let go. That just allows the medication okay. to kind of bathe the eye, and then it ultimately will drain out. Sure. So, and that's Ooh. what that tear duct does. So, yeah, tricks for the trade. So, yeah, so it kind of works out. And if that doesn't work, or if we're trying to kickstart somebody, sometimes you can use the decongestant Sudafed, and that's a tablet. 
Ah. So as long as there's no blood pressure issues, glaucoma issues, or prostate issues, if you're a guy, um, just because there can be side effects associated with that. Okay. It might help to kickstart things to slow down that runny nose sure. so that you're breathing. So we can even so we can use the first four that we mentioned, mm-hmm. the nasal spray, the eye drops, and even a decongestant. So we call that layering. So you... You could go to all four. If, if you it, had to. It, yeah. Yep. And so early, and early on in allergy season, for like if you came in and you were miserable, I might even tell you to start. Like, we're going to pop you on an antihistamine. We're going to give you some Sudafed right to start. Okay. Because usually those two together. And they actually, they make a Claritin-D, a Zyrtec-D, and an Allegra-D, which actually have the Sudafed combined oh. in them. So if you guys are looking online or going to your pharmacy, those are the ones you sign for behind the counter. Right. So, and Sudafed also has to be signed for because unfortunately it's one of the chief ingredients in meth. So it's, oh. it's a controlled substance in the United States. Right. Um, so that said, it, it's still, but when you're using it safely and judiciously and you don't have any heart issues or like I said, glaucoma or prostate mm. issues, safe to use and it kind of kickstart everything. Yep. So it'll work faster than the antihistamines to give you more immediate relief. Sometimes it's necessary, sometimes it's not. But it's a temporary use? It's a very temporary use, okay. short term. Sure. And then ultimately, you just want to use it as long as you have to, so you don't need to use them. So again, we talk about the spring allergies, probably February, March to about mid-June. Yep. And the fall allergies, it's late July, early August to the first frost, which is late September, more than likely mid-October, depending upon where you live. So in-house allergies, cats or whatever, that, year-round. That might be a year-round thing. Then so you... Then you get good at it because you get the you, you just, get to zero in and hopefully yep. get your yeah uh, at your yeah. description however it would yeah. fit. And then people also kind of ask when when do I see a doctor? Well, if you're kind of a year round allergy person, you know, it might not be a bad job to see an allergist. Go mm. and have them run the panel where they do the skin test where they kind of take like forty different allergens that sure. are irritating, and then get you set up. And then they sometimes will either do jo- drops or shots to sensitize your immune system against those allergies. Sure. So for some people, it's been life saving, yep. uh, just as far as just their quality of life. Sure. So and other sure. people, is it overkill? Not necessarily. It just kind of depends on the person. Sometimes something simple works, but there's other options that are out there for people that are really suffering. Right. Right. And that would be remiss if we didn't discuss Benadryl. So Benadryl is a generation one. It's one of the first antihistamines that was invented, um, but it's the one that makes us tired. Okay. And it's very short acting. So the generation twos, the first ones we mentioned were the Claritin, the Zyrtec, the Allegra, and the Zizol, mm-hmm. all last for about 24 hours. Benadryl itself only lasts for about four to six hours apart, and it tends to be very sedating. So most of us take that, and you just want to take a nap. It works very well, but the drug itself crosses the blood-brain barrier mm. and it can make us sleepy. And one of the things that we have to be careful with with Benadryl, uh, even though it works excellent, it's an excellent, excellent antihistamine. And for some people, you know, 60% of people don't get tired on it, and it's just great. Okay. And it's cheap as all get out. Um, but if we're over 65, we have to be careful because we are more prone to being tired, dizzy, or sure. forgetful on that. Yep. So you just want to be careful. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your pharmacist. I would tell people if you have allergy symptoms, you want to save yourself a doctor bill, pop in, see your pharmacist. And if you get to one to two weeks and your symptoms just aren't getting any better with what we've got out here, yep. then it's probably time to see your regular doctor or more specifically an allergist. Sure. So they can give you the best yep. care possible sure. to ensure that we, because sometimes it might require steroids and other things that are now prescription treatments right. or, or like I said, All the right. drops or the shots. Sure. So... Well, that's very interesting program. I don't have allergies, so this was all relatively new to me, and so uh, I didn't realize there was a non-prescription 
system to go through to yeah. achieve success. Yeah, and you know, we didn't really we talked all about all the sinus symptoms. It also works for skin and ear, you know, so if you have itchy skin, ah. it works really great for that. So let's say you have poison ivy. And antihistamine is going to be one of the mainstays that we're going to put you on to ensure that we can try that'll work from the inside out to stop that skin reaction. Yep. Cuz that red up. rash that you get is a histamine response. Okay. So we use the antihistamine, but usually with poison ivy is really bad if you get face Genital area, you want to be seeing a doctor first. They're right. going to put you on a steroid, probably combine it with the antihistamine and even probably a steroid cream. Yep. So yep. allergies are coming a variety of different symptoms and, and ranges and, yeah. and conditions. So if it, if it comes down to it and you're not sure, pop in, see your pharmacist in a hurry. They can direct you if you need to see a doctor right away. Right. Or if they can help you on the spot, which in most cases is, is, is where you're going to be at for yep. the vast majority of people. Excellent. Again, the pharmacist is a resource person that a lot of people aren't aware of. So uh, there you go. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your day. time and have, you a feel good, have a good spring season or fall if spring you're down or under. Or, there you go. You know, on that side of the world. Exactly. Take care. Thank you.